All right, so I'm currently on the phone with Joe Jazz, who's another musician that reached out about the current interview session. So I'm going to go ahead and give him the chance to introduce himself. Hello, I'm Joe Jazz, a uh, rapper, producer, uh, event organizer, uh, clothes designer, bunch of stuff. Um, I currently live in London from Atlanta originally. Um, yeah, I do all those stuff. And yeah, that's just pretty much me. <laughs> all right sounds good um so let's kind of uh go back and tap into the past a little bit um yeah. kind of give me some detail about how you first came in contact with music what about it was important to you and made you want to pursue it i think it was like uh when i was really young i think i was watching mtv and i saw like a pharrell and nelly video and after i was like yo like i have this thing where it's like i guess with everything i do is if I really like something, I always like, how can I do that? And I think with music, I don't know. It was just like, whoa, that's something I really want to do. And then I just tried to figure out how I could make music myself. Okay, so you kind of, you know, saw the cultural impact of it uh, via TV. And then that was something that you wanted to get into is kind of what I'm picking up there. Yeah, yeah. And also it's just like how it made me feel as well. Like, I think nothing hits the same as like, just like listening to music. Nothing can make me feel like that. Like there's something special there. So I was like, oh, I want to do that. I want to be able to create that. Yeah, that's great. Um, so uh, tell me about how you kind of took those steps. How did you begin to figure out how you could create music? Um, so I think um, I was, I'm going to say I was like, I was super young. I was like below 10. And I wrote this like terrible like rap for like um, school. And I had to perform it in front of the whole class. And it was like cat, hat, bat type rhymes. <laughs> that, was, that was like the first time. And then um, from then on, um, I started like, I got a really cheap USB mic. And I used to um, just download instrumentals of like popular songs, rap on them, put them on YouTube. And then from then I kind of uh, had audacity and I thought mixing was just putting reverb on my music vocals and i get like um, tight beats and i download these tight beats and then from then on i started to learn how to produce and then i kind of like formed what i am now okay so let's uh go back to yeah, the talent show uh when you did that uh did you have any sort of backing music along with you or was it just you up on stage putting out your rap oh that was just me and like complete silence of like every other kid that was in the building Okay. So no, no backing instrumental, but I did then do another one in, um, when I was in, uh, school later on. And that was like, I had like a little backing track and like that was in front of the whole school. But the first one, that was complete silence. So that was going to be kind of the next question I had is, you know, what was kind of the evolutionary process for you to realize that, you know, the, the music was half of the performance? Oh man, I think I knew it from, from then it was just like the thing was i think it was more like hey do a poem or something and i was like i want to do a rap so <laughs> so there was like no music for it but i've always wanted like music in there and i was like super young so i wasn't even thinking about the whole like any kind of aspect i was just like yeah i just want to do this Okay. And so when you were kind of pursuing the addition of making of adding the music to it, did you kind of go down the avenue of like a beat maker and working with a producer or did you develop your own beats? So like at the start, I was just going on YouTube and like typing in tight beats of like artists I liked. 
But what I realized is like the sound I wanted wasn't that. And then there was like cool people that I linked up with that uh, made beats and stuff. But I like wanted to create a sound that was like the things in my head. So from then, I think um, I was 16 or something and um, we were in school. And then every time there was a break, I would like go to the um, there was like because I was doing music then I was doing music in um, a school. So I go to like the piano and the logic. Um, they, they had logic on the computers. And then after I was like learned teaching myself piano every break while like figuring out logic. And then that's how I learned to produce. Okay. So you did develop the beats on your own. You didn't go the hiring or producer route. Nah, nah. I, I ended up developing on my own. Yeah. Okay, so tell me about how you built up that skill set. Did you kind of uh, look at a bunch of YouTube tutorials about how to mix a song? Or how did you go from thinking mixing was just adding reverb to actually, you know, producing a track? Give me some detail there. I guess it was like, so I started on Audacity. And I think um, when I was on Audacity, I wasn't really making the beats. So that was like just my vocals. I was putting reverb and putting it out. But then um, later on, when I started producing, I was like, okay, there's, I know there's different things I need to do. What's EQ? What's this? And then figuring that out then. Um, yeah, I'd watch like some YouTube tutorials, but I never wanted to go like too heavy into them. I wanted to just kind of figure out myself as well. So it was like a bit of both. So it was a bit of, okay, what are they saying here? Okay, that's how compression works. Okay, cool. I'm going to add that. And like, I feel like I was just teaching myself as I went along. So I was like making things and going, oh, that's what that is. Like, yeah, by no means did I mean that diminutively. I just meant, you know, no, 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 everybody no. has a learning process, you know? 100%. No, I think I think even the YouTube tutorials, they did come in handy. Mm -hmm, absolutely. So, <laughs> yeah. okay, tell me about when you got to the point that it was time to build a brand and put a larger kind of artist celebrity together. And I feel like I've always had that even when i was younger putting out songs and stuff because i was putting out like these mixtapes and stuff but i think when i was like okay i think it was when i was like i'm solid with what i produce like my production and i think it's at a level where i'm like i'm ready for people to hear me over my beats like fully so i took down everything i think this was in 2015 i took down all of my old stuff i was like okay all this younger joe stuff it needs to get out the window we're going to like completely just create an image like around everything I'm doing. And I worked on an album, which was Planet. That was my like debut, I guess, um, that came out then. And that was just, I think 2015 was also when I created my brand Fat Llama, which I put like events under. Um, I made clothes with everything. And so, yeah, hopefully that answered the question. Yeah, just like that was the time I think I was like, okay, cool. This is me really going let's let's go full photo on it sure definitely so uh did you leave atlanta and move overseas as a part of uh getting into the industry or was that unrelated oh that was unrelated that was just to come live with my pops <laughs> okay sure um although it does open up uh you know kind of an interesting question of you know uh, having all that stuff and the experiences of you know growing up in the atlanta industry and making music that way how did you find that that translated over into getting into the music scene overseas um i guess it's weird because i'm such a like internet kid <laughs> and that's especially was back then um that everything kind of was the same like 
looking out. And I was so young when I came over that I wasn't doing shows yet. I think I was like 13 or something. So I wasn't doing shows yet. I wasn't doing anything. So everything was just like on the internet. So I think the transition was pretty smooth with music. Okay. And so now that you kind of have established your identity uh, as, you know, an artist and everything, um, what do you kind of hope to get out of it? What do you see for yourself in, you know, five or 10 years? Um, I want to have like my own festival. Um, I want to have like really solid projects. I just want to expand ideas that I've had. I want to delve into like strange, making some strange things. Yeah, just really just expanding what I do, really. I think um, it's like a limitless possibility, if that makes any sense. Like, I feel like what I want to achieve, there's no cap to it. I feel like there's always more. So, yeah, those would be like the baseline things. So um, tell me about, you know, what uh, the project is and what your celebrity is. Obviously, you know, uh, the brand is Fat Llama and you're, you know, making the music kind of experimentally. But what do you kind of feel is like the the larger kind of philosophy of the artist that you're making? Um, I think it's um, I think it's like, a, like my latest single is like Escape and it's all about just being free and being yourself. And I think that's all I want to encapsulate with my art. I want people to like see it and just be like, yo, bro's just doing whatever he wants. Like he's just having fun with it. And like, just really like being like, I love the craft and like taking it seriously, but not taking it seriously. If that makes any sense, like um, taking it seriously is in like, this is something I'm passionate about. And like, I'm always going to put my all into it and I'm always going to see through ideas, but not taking it too seriously as in, like, I can also look outside myself and, like, have fun with what I do. And I think that's, like, what I want my artistry to really, like, show is that the duality. Because I think sometimes it's like you can be like, I think a genre is a good thing to explain that, like, a lot of people will be like, okay, what genre do you do? And then it's kind of, or like, how would you explain that? And I'll, I'll be like, uh, I don't really know because one song on the album could be like some punk stuff and then another song is R&B, some things like experimental hip hop. And that's just what I listen to. So, yeah. Sure. Perfect. That's great. Um, and I assume you're continuing to develop your beats and your music uh, independently or have you kind of brought on staff or anything? It's completely independent still. Completely independent. And then you're recording uh, in your living space uh, through, you said you're using Ableton? Um, now I'm using Logic. Awesome. So, uh, but it is still just you creating it. You're 100% behind the music and then also, yeah. you know, the lyrics yeah. and content and everything. Awesome. Basically, everything me. Awesome. So tell me, uh, you know, a couple of your, uh, you know, most prominent memories that stand out to you that have kept you motivated and, you know, in the game to want to continue doing it. Um, damn, I think, um, I put on, this was, I put on an art show. I think this was in, uh, 2022 and I think 2022 was a cool year. Um, I put on this art show and this is just completely random. But there was this chill part of the song I was playing. It was like the bridge. It's like this really heavy song. And then in the bridge, I just saw this girl crowd surfing. And I thought it was hilarious. I don't know if it made me want to go on, but it's like a distinct memory <laughs> that I always think about. Like, it's like these smooth chords. 
and she's just floating in the air. And I was like, this is, that's awesome. That's so funny. Um, another thing was um, in 2020, I won um, this uh, Musicians Wanted uh, competition um, for fans and um, Anderson Park. Like there was some video of him just going, yo, I really mess with this. And I got to meet him and stuff. And it was like, that was pretty cool. I was like, okay, cool. I guess I am doing something dope. That's awesome. Very cool. Um, All right. Well, where can people find your stuff and listen to your music and, you know, follow you and come see you? Um, You can find me if you type in Joe Jazz, J-O-E-J-A-S on any of your streaming services, you'll find me. Um, FatLama.co.uk is my website. That's where you can find events, um, all my merch, uh, physicals, albums, all of that. Um, Instagram, I'm Harry Muffin Man. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, pretty much if you type in Joe Jazz, you'll find me everywhere. Awesome, very cool. Um, so I always like to give the person I'm interviewing the opportunity to put out their last word. So what's a message that you have that you think other people should hear? Hey man, no matter what you do, like just be you with it. I think sometimes it can be kind of disheartening if you're doing something different. You might feel like, damn, like no one's rocking with this, da da da. But like, there's billions of people on earth. Someone's going to rock with what you're doing. And I feel as long as you're being genuine, like even if it does take longer, when you do succeed, whatever success is for you, you'll really like, it'll hit different than if you're like, oh, let me just like play into the game more and then just like sacrifice what I actually like just to succeed rather than just doing what you like and knowing, okay, there's some things that I have to do that will help me, but I'm still comfortable with doing that. And I think that's a part of my brand. If he's, I feel like if you do that, it's so fulfilling. 